Hey y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Grab Your Stuff Podcast. I am so excited. This is a super special episode as I'm recording it live on Facebook. Um, (coughs) Goodness, okay, about that. That's probably going to happen a couple more times. So for those of y'all who have been following me um, on Facebook especially, or if you're on my email list, then you know that I am recovering from and have been battling COVID. Okay, never thought that. Well, I'm not gonna say I never thought it would have been me, but I had been very cautious. Um, I had been traveling in the medical field, like in hospital units with COVID, and never got it. And I got it at a social function with a small amount of people, mind you, because I have been to concerts. I have been, I, I mean, I don't go everywhere, but I go a lot of places. And I never caught it, but I caught it (laughs) in a small group of people, in a small group function. So anyways, nevertheless, you're going to hear me cough a little bit. (coughs) It's the last thing that I have going on, Um, but I am returning back to work tomorrow. And I wanted to still be able to put out a timely episode. But honestly, I am doing well. Like I am 95% back to myself. Um, I The only thing left is that I... um, don't have taste and smell. <laughs> um, well, I take that back. It has gotten better every day. So I lost it. I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. But I lost my taste and smell five days in, which is, I don't think, super common. And then, um, but the last three or so days, it's been getting better. So I'm, I would say I'm maybe at like 40, 50% um, with both-ish. Um, so yeah, but it's still not 100 and it sucks. But anyway, um, today's episode has no sponsor, which is okay. Um, but I'm really excited about the fact that we can celebrate the fact that I have over a thousand downloads. We have over a thousand downloads. That means that you guys have listened to the podcast over a thousand times. Thank you so, so, so much for supporting this. Thank you. Um, for your listenership and you guys be going in and my DMs on my comments telling me what you're grabbing or telling me your thoughts on the episode um, all of that so thank you so much I really wanted to say that Um, and we're gonna jump into let me put you on now on the last time I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before that but I talked about how I wanted a I want like a little theme song right I want like a little theme song for the show in general but also like for the let me put you on like let me put you on let me put you on hey like something like that I don't know why that's always a beat that I sing maybe that means that I just need to go in the booth and create it myself you know what I'm saying um <laughs> but let me put you on to grocery delivery At this point, I feel like most people are doing that already, but honestly and truly, I feel like I was one of the first adopters of getting your groceries delivered. Um, Back when I, several years ago when I was married, that was one of the ways that helped me to keep the household organized and to get things done when I was super busy at the time. Um, So getting your groceries delivered is really my biggest flex. I do not like going grocery shopping at all, and so... um, I'm I I love to be able to like do my now I go sometimes for little things here or there but I am like if I have a bunch of stuff to get I'm ordering um and I'm really really grateful for grocery delivery 
at this present time because it saved my life in a lot of ways. I was able to order everything that I needed online, um, mostly Instacart, like because I would order from Publix. Um, but Instacart. And then the other cool thing is somebody and I really want to shout her out. Um, but she literally ordered everything that I needed vitamins and y'all know vitamins are not cheap vitamins water ginger mint everything while I was sick and sent them she was like hey send me the Addy send me the Addy to your hotel room I got you and she did just that I was shocked and I'm literally still taking the vitamins I was able to um she bought me a bunch of oranges I was able to make tea like I'm so grateful for those reasons for um grocery delivery but also thank you so much to you Woodland for um ordering like you went above and beyond when I tell you I had to go back and tell her like thank you you practically saved my life like there were things people were telling me to buy but I was so sick and so overwhelmed that I could not get myself to do it and so the fact that she took initiative to do that um and went above and beyond gave me zinc um zinc gummies calcium C gummies Um, I already had vitamin D. She also, um, like I said, she just got me a bunch of stuff, y'all. And I'm so grateful. Um, I'm grateful for technology because without something like ordering groceries, like what would you do in a pandemic? What would you do if you were sick? Um, And that's a whole nother thing that I feel like I talked about in the, um, in AW's Facebook group, authentically with Facebook group, but like being sick when you are single it's a whole nother ball game, especially when you live by yourself, right? It's, it's, there's different types of singleness. This is what we don't talk about. There is single and then there's single, right? And like, not only am I away from home for work, right? But I, I live alone. Like I live by myself um, when I'm away and I don't got a man, you know what I'm saying? It was nobody that was like checking for me like that. And, you know, it was just really, difficult and so if I didn't have things like grocery delivery like I don't know what I would do or or having FaceTime and stuff like one day I was in such bad shape emotionally that um and then um, my pastors happened to call and they were like have you like seen anybody recently like let's FaceTime I don't care what you look like let's FaceTime let me look at your face you look at mine like take it all in um and so yeah anyways I'm rambling but I'm putting you on to grocery delivery. If you're not delivering your groceries, I'm not really sure what what you are doing with your life because you obviously like wasting time. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know some people who are like, I don't want nobody else ordering my groceries for me. It's usually my Caribbean and African friends who are like, I want to pick my own fruit. I want to feel everything. That's fine. I'm ready to take, I'm, I'm more than willing to take my chances because I don't like wasting time at the grocery store. Um, but anyways, our topic for today is what COVID taught me about healing. I have some lessons for you. This is really, really good. Um, (laughs) (coughs) I don't know why that was so funny to me. Sorry. If you're only listening to this on podcast, I really do apologize for all the coughing. It probably sounds intense, but, but we're going to do this episode anyway. Um, so yeah, what COVID taught me about healing. This is a really good episode though. I'm about to drop some major gems. Um, and so if you're listening, if you're watching, if you can take some notes or come back and visit this episode um, because yeah, it's, it's really good. So obviously physical ailments and emotional ailments have similarities, have a lot of similarities. 
Um, but but living through like I don't get sick often at all, like often at all. Um, I'm very healthy by God's grace and um, I'm just not I don't put myself in like dumb positions, I guess. Not to say if you get sick a lot, that's what you do. But I'm saying as for myself, I don't. Um, and so it's interesting because I have been sick before, but this is the sickest I've ever been in my life. And um, even if when I have been sick, like it was relatively minor um, compared to this. So this is, like I said, we're going to be, I'm going to be breaking down some of the similarities, some of the things that I learned along the way in hopes that it blesses you and gives you context on how to heal. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, first of all, I want to talk, I know everybody's talking about healing. Um, when I first started talking about healing, a lot of people weren't, um, a lot of people were just like, yeah, you just need to like heal your trauma and like deal with your stuff. And everybody was talking about, especially in the Christian sphere, everybody was talking about, um, wholeness, wholeness, wholeness. And nobody could tell me what that meant. It sounded super ethereal. It sounded far away, like this mystical thing that only the perfect Christians know how to get. And the rest of us are bumping our heads to figure out. And so one thing that I made it my business to do, one as a licensed social worker, right, especially in the mental health field. Um, but two, even as a believer and as somebody who has experienced um, several different aspects of trauma in her life, I wanted to make healing attainable. And that's what makes me you know me when it comes to um coaching and things like that is I make healing attainable I break it down for you in bite-sized pieces so that way it makes sense and I put a process to it and I make it practical for you right so that's a lot of what we're going to be doing but a lot of people um still feel like healing is far away or they don't understand um why healing even matters and let me tell you healing matters because when you don't deal with your trauma, it bleeds into other areas of your life. And I'm not just talking about romantically. A lot of times we automatically go to like, yeah, like you won't be able to have a healthy relationship, whatever. Fine. You like it impacts your money. OK, it impacts how you show up at work. Your trauma. Let's say that you you have a history of abandonment right in your life. When you go to work or, or you've experienced it as, as a child, when you go to work, the way that you interact with your coworkers, the way that you view your boss is from that lens for better or for worse, good or bad. It's impacting how you make your money. If you have a hard time with um, self-esteem, you don't just all of a sudden. Um, and honestly, a lot of self-esteem, again, has to do with childhood wounds and things like that. How because your parents ref what you learn about yourself is a reflection of your parents. Right. You learn what your parents tell you and you learn from who your parents are. So you start to kind of, especially in the beginning, a lot of who you are is defined by what you see your parents as and what they have told you they and you are. Right. So a lot of the perspectives that you have may need to um, may be broken because it needs to be undone. It needs to be reworked. It needs to be reframed. So that way you have the right perspective and can move forward into the life that God has for you and the life that you truly want to live. Trauma impacts you, you mentally, spiritually. It impacts how you view God, right? It doesn't impact God. It, it impacts how you view him. <coughs> Excuse me. It impacts how you connect and relate to people. It impacts how you, like I said, how you make money and how you perceive money, right? If you have a trauma history with money, you may be scared to make money or you may be scared um, 
not to have it at all or to have moments of um, when things maybe look a little off. Right. That's one of the things that I struggle with sometimes is that like I I don't want to be poor so much that I'm gonna make it do what it do, baby. Like, period. Like, I'm always going to do it. And it may not always be the best thing. Right. Like, I mean, I'm not going out like throwing it in a circle for money, but I've worked and currently am working a job that I do not like and that impacts my quality of life because of some of these reasons. And it's something that I am actively working on because I do not want that to be a thing for me anymore. Right. So I'm setting all of this up so that way you understand why this conversation is important and why you need to pay attention and why healing matters and why you need to take an active role in dealing with your trauma and brokenness. Okay. So um, this is in no particular order, but um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, that was a good one. I needed that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first lesson is get ahead of it. So when I first got sick, um, the first five days, honestly, I was doing very well. Like, and when I mean very well, I mean mentally, emotionally. It wasn't until I lost my taste and smell that things went south for me, honestly. Um, but I dealt with fevers, y'all. I had, I pretty much had every symptom, um, except for like really bad shortness of breath. Um, but the fevers, oh my God, like the chills, the heat, the weakness, the fatigue, like all of that was because of the fevers for me. They were bad. Um, I didn't get the higher than like 101.7, but at the slightest temperature change, my body shut down. So like at like 99.8, my body was starting to like act as though it was at 103. It was crazy. So um, one of the things like I kept taking medicine and I'm again, I'm not used to being sick. I, I don't even know the last time I've had a fever for real. And um, one of the things my friend was saying, because I got tired of taking all the medication back to back to back to back. She was like, look, you cannot afford to not keep taking these meds like you have to get ahead of it. She said, you have to get ahead of it. You have to get ahead of it. And um, so basically, like on the dot, I needed to be taking my medications on the dot every six hours, every four hours, every six hours, every four hours, because I was just being reactive. I was just taking like medicine when when I got the fever. And to be honest, especially the first three to four days, I was having fever so frequently that like by the time I was by the time the medicine had worn off, it was time for it again. In the, anyway, but they started to like space out. And she was like, you need to get ahead of it. And the reason why this connects to um, healing trauma is that this comes through self-awareness. You have to be self-aware in order to deal with your trauma. If you are not self-aware, and this is something that I teach people in my course, in my program, I teach people self-awareness before I teach you anything else. Because the reality is you will not be able to heal what, you, what you're not cognizant of, what you don't know is happening, right? So I knew, I could tell you before a thermometer could tell, could tell me, um, when I was spiking a fever, the slightest change in my, in my functioning, I was like, yep, I know I'm about to, I'm, I'm spiking a fever right now. And sure enough, I was, I would be right. When you are self-aware, you learn what, how your body, um, and how your mind reacts to triggers. 
you learn how your body and your mind um, act when when mm, something's not quite right. It's that time of the year or I'm around this particular person or there's a spe specific scent that I'm smelling. Right. Like those things, you have to learn to get ahead of them when you know. And me and Brigitte, we talked about this when we talked about grief, me and Brigitte. We did a whole thing on grief and she was talking about how she already knows at a certain time of the year around October. Or so she starts feeling a little she starts feeling a little off. She lost her father um, about five years ago. I want to say it was five or six years ago. And so she can she already knows ahead of time. All right. Let me start putting my my stuff in place. Let me make sure, you know, wh whatever it is for you. Maybe it is you have to go to therapy. Maybe it's, you know, I have to spend more time with family and friends. I go out more so that way I'm, I'm not feeling feelings of loneliness. Whatever your thing is, you have to be self-aware enough to know and get ahead of it. So that way you don't you don't let your triggers get out of control. Right. Well, if I let that those fevers go. And I'm going to talk about that. If I let those fevers go, it would only get higher and begin to destroy my organs. Organs are vital parts of me living and breathing every day. Right. And so if I was not proactive, I would have caused long term effects. I would have caused long term had long term impacts because I just didn't I didn't want to be cognitive and aware of what was going on. Right. You have to know when trauma is showing up or where there are opportunities for it to show up. You have to know these things so that way you can get ahead of it and put those things that you need in place. And things that you need is key, right? Not just anything, not what your friends do, but this is, again, self-awareness, knowing what you need in order to be healed, in order to heal, in order to be whole, to be well, whatever, right? The next thing is no wasted days. So there was a point where I saw a doctor. I saw a doctor several times, but I saw a doctor um, and he like freaked me out and made me feel like I was going to have complications, which is a whole nother story for another day. Um, but he basically was like, yeah, if you don't stop having fevers after tomorrow, we're probably looking at complications. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <coughs> And working in the medical field, I know what complications look like. Complications are on my floor every day. All right. It's not fun. It's not cool. Um, and so I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Right. So um, my fevers were getting better and I wasn't having them back to back to back. But I was having like two or three a day still. Um, and once he said that, I was like, you know what? All right. So I'm going to see if my body can do it. So the next day my, I spiked a fever. I was upset. I was like, you know, disappointed, but whatever. The next day I woke up and I was like, okay, I feel good. I got some energy. Like, yes, we in there, right? Go on through the day. And, um, as a, no, I woke up, I felt a little off, but I was like, you know what? I got energy. I feel fine. I'm not, you know, spiking a temp. I took my temperature. Well, as time went on throughout the day, like not even two or three hours after I woke up, I felt so bad. I was like, yo, like I don't have a fever, but I feel horrible. Like something is not right. And um, so I was like, you know what? Let me keep taking my temperature. And it was slowly going up 99.6, 99.8. And then finally I was at like 99.9. 100 which is not technically a fever um and so I was like you know what I don't care like 
I'm, my body's going to fight this. My body's going to fight this off by itself. Like we're we going to do, we're going to, you know, period. Like I'm, I'm not taking no meds today. Knowing good and well, like I'm trending upwards. So I spent the whole day, y'all, sick. I couldn't even talk on the phone. I felt so bad. I couldn't talk on the phone, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to make this work. Like I'm going to make this work. Fought the whole day. Before I know it, it's like 6 p.m. And I'm like, you know what? I can't even keep my eyes open. I had taken two naps by then. Like, it was horrible, y'all. I was fighting the whole day, but I technically didn't have a fever. Well, by like 6, 7 o'clock, I was like, okay, let me take my temperature again. Fingers crossed. Like, I know, I I feel like I'm feeling better a little bit, but like, it had been all day that I had been fighting. And so I was like, whatever, let me just check. So, y'all, I take my temperature. I had one of the highest fevers I had in like three days. So I was like at 101.5 or something like that. Y'all, I was devastated. I took Tylenol and then I ended up going to bed. But the reason why this is important is because I wasted an entire day. I wasted an entire day trying to prove a point that I was getting better that I was not going to have complications, that I was not going to be like my mom, like I was not going to um, be the person in the family to not have that six-figure job. I've spent all day, like some of us do, trying to prove a point. Spent the whole day trying to prove a point when I could have been well earlier in the day. I spent the whole day trying to prove a point that I actually made myself worse in the end, and guess what? Still had to take the medicine, right? Any other day that I've had a fever after, that I had a fever after that, or even like the day before that, I took the medicine and I was good pretty much for the rest of the day. And that's exactly what happened. The next day, I had a fever in the morning, took my medicine, and I was fine the rest of the day. I was able to cook, I cleaned up, I went downstairs, I went um, to, to my car, I was even able to walk around because I decided to stop trying to prove a point and heal for real. <laughs> I stopped trying to prove a point, stopped trying to make my body do something that it obviously did not have the capacity to do on its own at that moment and just like take what I needed, right? Trusting, I was so scared that I, I was, you know, trying to avoid this whole complications thing that like I was not realizing what I was doing to my body. So the whole being stubborn doesn't like help you. Right. Trying to not be the person in your family to not be X, Y and Z, trying to be the the trying not to be like your mama, trying not to end up like your brother, trying not to whatever in your healing journey is only stifling you. Not being the one who doesn't want help because I associated it with weakness, right? Like my body was being weak. No. It needed what it needed. As a matter of fact, my body was strong because fevers are a sign that your body is fighting. So honestly, it was a sign that my body was strong and doing what it needed to do to get this virus out. But that's the only like the only way that you become well and that you will become well is when you stop trying to stop one diminishing things that you need to weakness. Right. And two, when you actually take initiative and stop wasting time. When you stop trying to get everybody's opinion or take in everybody's opinion on what it means for you to be well, that's the part. People can't, I understand doctors are who they are, but they could not tell me. Every single doctor I spoke with pretty much told me something different. They were not sure. 
All we could go by, right, was what I told them I was experiencing. Nobody knows what you are experiencing but you. Therefore, they cannot dictate what your healing should and will look like. It's different. So when it comes to healing, it's not don't worry about what makes you look weak. Oh, I don't want to be relying on this. I don't want to be relying on therapy. I don't want to be relying on people. No, if you need it, you need it. And you only help yourself in the in the long run when you take initiative to heal. When you take initiative to get what it is that you need and stop being ashamed and stop being embarrassed. Right. These arbitrary measures and things that we put on ourselves to, to that indicates what we think healing like that's that's whack. It means nothing. Like I should be I'm such and such years old. I should be able to. Why? And what does it mean? And how does it impact you, especially if you're still doing X, Y and Z? Right. I'm a Christian. I should be able to to abstain from sex. OK, but you can't. So you need accountability. Maybe you need therapy to talk about your relationship with your body and your mindset regarding your relationship with women or men. What is, shoulds don't help us. Right. Brittany, um, I think she got this from somebody, but she talks about how, um, you know, you're shitting all over yourself like you're shitting all over yourself. It, it So what? You should, it, that means nothing. You should according to who? If you're struggling in an area, get the help that you need. The next thing, and I'm probably going to get a little preachy here. And I'm going to speed this up so we can get up out of here. But like demand your inheritance. There was a point where like my prayers were just like, oh God, please help me. Please, Lord, I just want to get better. And I was just begging God like, okay. Or I would barely pray. Like honestly, I, I was not on my face before God this whole time. Okay. I was not on my face before God and, 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 you know, worshiping and praying my way through. I was not doing that. Not every day. But there was a point where um, I had gotten it was after that day where I, I spent sick for no reason. And then the next day and I was like, you know what? I'm spiking this fever. And God, I'm not I'm not coming to you anymore as a beggar. I'm not coming to you as a pauper. I'm not coming to you as just, you know, somebody who's just happy to be here. I am your daughter. I have an inheritance and I am demanding it. Now, I don't recommend that y'all all talk to God like that. I was in a particular place. There is a difference between boldness and uh, what's another word? Like there's a difference between boldness and just disrespect. And I was not disrespectful, but I got to a point where I was fed up. And I demanded my inheritance. I was like, I walked around this house. Somebody, if somebody saw me, they would have thought I looked crazy. I walked around this, this hotel suite and I was like, I am your daughter. I am not, I am not somebody on the side of the street. I am sick and I am demanding my inheritance of healing. I will be healed. You will heal me. Like y'all, I got real bold. Because I was like, there's no way I'm not about to go to nobody's hospital. Because here's the thing. Somebody was like, did you think you were going to die? And I was like, no, I didn't think I was going to die. But I thought I might have to go to the hospital on several occasions. On several occasions. And it was scary. And I was like, God, I'm not about to die here. Like, you're not about to let this get out of control. My inheritance is healing. My inheritance is wholeness. I demand my body to go back to its original design. And I'm even getting chills talking about it because that was a real moment for me. I was like, what am I doing laying around this house being sick? 
Are you kidding me right now? I'm not supposed, that's not supposed to be me. And again, not to say if you've had COVID, if you have COVID currently, it's not to say that God has abandoned you or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But I was like, this is too much. Like, no, mm-mm. I'm not even supposed, I'm honestly not even supposed to get sick for real, right? As, as a living, breathing, safe, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost individual, I shouldn't even, sickness shouldn't even come near me. But when it does, it shouldn't be taking me out like this. That's what I know. So I am demanding my birthright. <coughs> and it's the same thing for healing. It is the same thing for healing. Okay. You healing is your like emotional healing. I should say emotional healing, mental health, all of that mental wellness is your inheritance in Christ. It is what he has freely given you. Nobody can take it. It's locked away at your disposal whenever you want it. And if you don't believe me, let's go to Isaiah 53 and five. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness. Um, The punishment required for our well-being fell upon him and by his stripes, we are healed. I'm going to go back. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. This is the amplified version. Another version says um, the chastisement of our peace was upon him and wholeness, as I teach it, is peace. The chastisement. The punishment that needed to um, to rent that that was necessary so that way we can ransom our peace was put upon him. He paid it. He paid it. So your inheritance is wholeness. Your inheritance is peace. Your inheritance is healing from triggers. It's healing from traumas. It's healing from brokenness. He paid the price. So why are you walking around with broken relationships? Why are you walking around with fear of failure and fear of success? Why are you walking around unable to forgive that person? The price was paid. It's in your it's in your safety deposit box. And you know what activates that? Your faith. You know what the key is to your safety deposit box for for healing and wholeness? Your faith. So demand your inheritance. God, I will not walk around broken from this divorce all my life. No, I rebuke everything that is trying to keep me from having healthy and whole relationships. I reject the notion that I am lonely and and that I am or, or I reject the notion that I am rejected, that nobody will ever love me, that I'm not good enough. No, that's done and over. You got to get real nasty and real with that thing. I rebuke it. I don't accept it. And I demand my inheritance. Cece in the comments said he is moved by our faith. His word will not return to us voice void point blank period. Right. The next thing, because I got to move on. I'm getting hot. Um, (laughs) Every time I laugh, I cough. Mm. But. The next thing is spare no expense. So I have a thing with money. I think I talked to you guys about that a little bit earlier, but I have a thing with money and um, I have a hard time spending it. Well, with me being off of work and I only had a limited amount of PTO, but thank God I had some. um, I was spending a lot of money. First of all, I just want to say if you don't if you don't spend money on being well, you will spend money on being sick. Okay. So I'm going to just put that out there. But 
I was spending a lot of money um, on different things, ordering and like, yeah, I talked about grocery delivery, but with Instacart and certain things, there's like really high delivery fees plus, you know, tipping somebody, all of that kind of stuff. So I was spending quite a bit of money and it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't know. Like, am I going to stop going? I didn't even have a lot of copays, but I feel like my insurance is going to um, send me a bill because I went to urgent care. I went to uh, all kind of stuff. But um, it got to a point where I was like, "Ooh, like, oh, no, maybe I should go or maybe I shouldn't go to this or maybe I should buy this and maybe I shouldn't. And I was like, you know what? I want to be well and I'm committed to my healing. And if that means that I get a two hundred dollar bill later on, so be it. Like, it's worth it. Right. And um, there was a point where, like, I was reading a lot of things on getting the mucus and stuff up and they were saying like a steamer, like having a, a steam, a steam thing is ideal for that. And so I go to CVS and I'm looking, trying to not touch anything or, or be there too long because I didn't want to get anybody else sick. Um, but I looked and there were like different prices for steamers and stuff like that. And there was a cheaper one and there was a more expensive. And I was like, oh, maybe I don't do I really need it. Like I could just put my head over the pot. And I was like, no, no, no. If you are sick and tired of being sick and tired you need to spare no expense for your wellness. And so I did. I spent like $60 um, getting a steamer and then like some um, some more uh, mucus medicine or whatever. Y'all, it was literally one of the game-changing things that I did. Um, and it was able to, like I could watch TV while I was using the steamer as opposed to standing over the pot and my face burning and all of that kind of stuff. So you, you need to get to a point in your healing journey where you're not, <clears throat> excuse me, where you are not sparing expenses, where you're not like, oh, is it worth it to go to therapy? Oh, is it? and I'm, and again, I know what it's like to be broke. Okay. I'm not trying to get in nobody's pockets at all. Right. You're grown. You guys are grown men and women. You know what you can and can't afford, but you have to get to a point where it's not, oh, like there's people who have, who have tried to get in my program, especially when I was doing the group program, um, and who are like, oh, yeah, I want to. They'll tell me all the reasons. They would tell me all the reasons why they need to be in the um, in my program. Like, yes, this is the thing I've been looking for. I broke down everything that I told them that I would give them in the program, all of that. Yes, 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 yes. As soon as I give you the price, now it's, well, I don't know. All of a sudden, all the things don't matter. This is literally the answer you have been waiting for. Again, whether it's my coaching program, whether it's my course, whether it's one-on-one um, co uh, -on -one coaching with me, whether it's therapy, whether it's going to the doctor, I don't care what it is. You're sitting around allowing yourself to continue to be sick and triggered and broken and traumatized when you have the ability to pay for the answer. The only thing a lot of you guys that's standing in your way is the fact that you don't think your life and your well-being and your quality of life is worth however many couple hundred dollars. Money is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. But if you are serious about getting better, at what lengths are you willing to go to? Things, things aren't just y'all think because I had COVID, people was like, oh, here are here is free health care. What? Y'all think because I had COVID, CVS lowered all their prices and just was giving me stuff, whatever you need. What? I went to the pharmacy and I had to get medicine and them people charged me. All right. And expected me to hand me, hand them their card, hand me 
hand them my card. <laughs> but they were like, it is what it is. Do you want to be well? If you want to be well, this is the cost. We have to get to a point where your wellness, like your, and I understand for some people, you think physical ailments are worse than mental ailments and things like that. But let me tell you, I may have cried and been frustrated through this whole thing, but what I wasn't was depressed. Okay. Because I see my therapist faithfully. What I wasn't was depressed. What I wasn't was falling apart. Matter of fact, the first five days I was kicking it. I was sick as a dog, but I was kicking it. I was like, man, I'm so grateful that I'm in a healthy state of mind because four months ago, this would have tore me up. It would have tore me to shreds. Right. So that's like you cannot compare your mental and and your your physical. You need both. The next thing is celebrate the wins. When I had days where I only had one fever. Oh, I was in front of the mirror, like jigging and turning up and twerking and doing all this carrying on because I wanted to one. I was trying. My goal was to have positive reinforcement to my body, letting my body know that it's doing a good job, letting my body know like, hey, girl, you doing this. And that's another thing I was doing um, affirmations. Like I would stand in the mirror like you are a fighter. You are fighting. You are a warrior. You got this. I see you. Um, I, I see you getting better. I see this. I see that. Like you need to be celebrating your wins, no matter how minor it is. Man, the first day I made it outside and was able to sit in my car and just feel the sun. I was so grateful. I was so grateful. Learn to celebrate your wins, no matter how small you didn't call him today. Awesome. You didn't, you didn't, um, in your marriage, you didn't have a reaction where, uh, where, where you lashed out at them celebrate. You went for that promotion when you're usually scared to do it. Celebrate. You didn't slip up and cuss today. Celebrate whatever your thing is. Celebrate it. And the the only way that you can celebrate, I won't say the only way, but one of the main ways to help you celebrate is when you have a goal. When you plan out and I'm coming out with something um, soon, um, a healing planner. I I actually didn't even plan to um, announce that, but I'm coming out with a healing planner soon that will help you to organize your healing and your wholeness journey. Right. But you need to have plans like one of my I had goals every day. My goal today is to wash my hair. My goal today is to get outside and walk up and down the parking lot. My goal today is whatever. So that way, when I hit those goals. I was able to celebrate. Right. But also have small goals, but also have big goals. I told when I was doing all that demanding, I was like, and I will be well by Monday so I can go to work because they told me I was going to have to go to work anyway. They were like, yeah, I feel bad for you, but you you got to come back on Monday. I was like, whatever. So I demanded that. Right. But it was my goal. And now I'm at the point where I can return to work on Monday. Right. So you have to be. Um. You have to have these goals and have things, have wins, right? Have goals, but take time to actually celebrate, right? And celebrate in healthy ways, please. Like if food, you know, me and my friends are talking about food addiction. If you, food addiction is your thing and the way that you celebrate not, you know, overeating is to overeat, that, that doesn't really help. So celebrate healthy wins, right? If, you're, if your goal is to not call that toxic ex, 
but the way that you celebrate is by shooting him a text. Like, that's not... (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. That's not really helping you, right? Celebrate your wins. And the last thing is keep healing. Keep healing. So I still take the vitamins every morning. Um, I'm actually going to take another, uh, like, a mucinex thing because obviously I'm coughing. I've been coughing more today than I have in the last few days, but... um, Like keep healing just because your symptoms get better does not mean that you stop doing what you need to do. Yesterday was like such a good day. I still drank my tea twice and I went outside and I walked and I did those things that I was doing even when I was more sick. You keep doing the things that got you to where you are. Why? Because there is a possibility, especially with um, mental and emotional healing, that you could slip up or that you hit a trigger and you, you, you can't get all the way right. Having those supports in place consistently will help you in those moments where you need a little bit more help, right? So on a day like today where I'm coughing a little bit more, the things that I did before are still holding me up and I'm still doing them, right? So make sure that you um, keep healing forward, keep going to therapy, keep, you know, if you're in my course or if you purchase my course, keep going through the steps just because you know, you, you did modules one and two and that completely changed your life does not mean that at three or four you stop because um, you're doing so much better. No, it's an entire program. It's an entire system. It's an entire plan. And same thing for anything else that you do um, on your healing journey. You don't stop journaling. Don't stop, you know, sh- leaning into your community. Okay. Um, so what are we grabbing on this episode? For me, I'm grabbing healing all around, okay? For you, hopefully you grab my um, course, Heal For Real. Um, you can find the link in my bio. Actually, you can go to thewholenessacademy.com, thewholenessacademy.com, and it'll pull up and you can get it. It's self-guided. I'm thinking maybe in 2022 I might bring back the 10-week course. I'm not sure, so I wouldn't bank on that, um, but... Get it right now. Um, if you were, if you are on my email list, I had sent a discount code for $150 off. But go to thewholenessacademy.com, grab it, start your healing journey today. S- give yourself the gift of healing for Christmas, right? And it's less than therapy costs. It's less than therapy costs. So go to thewholenessacademy.com, thewholenessacademy.com, and grab yours. So hopefully that's what you're grabbing today. All right. Um, questions and confessions. This one will be short. So this has been going around social media land and let's talk about it, especially if you're watching live. I want to know your thoughts. I'm going to read your comments too. Okay. So my boyfriend proposed to me today at the movies. I didn't let him finish proposing because one, I thought it was a joke. And two, I immediately thought seriously at the movies, we had discussed how I wanted to get proposed to. I just wanted to look decent and like a professional photographer, someone or at least someone there to take pictures, and I wanted it a little more elegant. I told him this. He insisted. He in, instead proposed to me after mostly everyone left the theater and the staff was next to us picking up trash. But I felt I should have said yes because that's how I felt in the moment. My heart was racing. I was so happy thinking about it. And he explained while on one knee that he chose the movies because it's our thing. He always goes to the movies. It's our thi- We always go to the movies. It's our thing to do, and that warmed my heart. I don't know if that makes sense. I just don't know if I'm wrong or something. Please help me. I'm sad and disappointed now. I feel like the whole proposal thing is going to suck the second time around. Will I feel those happy feelings again? So first of all, 
I have been avoiding this. I haven't commented on it on social media, even though it was in the Facebook group. But um, one, I think that is kind of trash that she stopped him mid proposal. Like, especially if you had all of these happy feelings that you were talking about. Not really sure why you would stop him. Um, but at the same time, he didn't think about it all the way through because yeah, like if people are picking up trash around you, that's the last thing that you want associated with your proposal. Um, so maybe he didn't think about it all the way, but I am on his side because, um, and I think that she was wrong because again, it was what he felt in the moment. It was what he planned in the moment. And if you felt all of those happy feelings, the only reason why you're upset is because it's not a Instagrammable moment, right? It, there was nobody there to take pictures and, um, uh, it wasn't, you know, cute and, and flowers and balloons everywhere. And when you're doing things just for Instagram, like that's where you're like, what, what is the importance of that? You know what I mean? Um, and so now you're going to get your Instagrammable moment maybe, but the meaning and the beauty of it is not going to be there. But she does have the right, I will say, to her, on her end, she has the right to want what she wants, right? Especially if she explained it to him. Um, I'm not sure why he would do it that way. Like, if she told him what she wanted and it was a conversation. But also, I'm not the kind of girl to tell people how to propose to me or pick out my own ring. Like, I've, I've always felt like gifts should be given and not told, right? Um, I think that it should be based off of what the person thinks of you, but that's just me and my thing with gifts. So I feel like he could have done better by giving her what she has stated that she wanted, but the well thought outness for him was that, Hey, this is our thing. This is a special place for us. And I want to do this here. Um, but now she's going to possibly get what she wants and you know, it, it not have all the fuzzies and stuff like that. And that could impact their relationship. He may not even want to propose again. Um, or if he does propose again, which I think they could still have a good relationship. If he does propose again, like it may not, you know, it just, he may feel slighted and, and, and just that it's less about the actual moment and more about the mindset and what it could represent for their relationship moving forward. Right. So maybe he's not that good of a listener and maybe she, um, is too worried about optics. Right. I'm a, I'm cool with you being bougie. But when it comes to an actual relationship with a person and he's pouring his heart out to you, like, let's, you know, I would balance that. You know what I mean? Like, I have no video of my, actually, there was a video of my proposal. But anyways, it wasn't just like my main thing, like to just, oh, my God, I, I hope I have it. And I don't even think I ever posted a video. I just posted pictures. So um, I don't know. I say all that to say I see both sides. I think that she was more wrong, though, but I think that they need to deal with the underlying factors of that situation um, and not just steam past it. Right. Let me see if anybody had any thoughts. Um, cool. So that's questions and confessions. I'm going to go and get ready for work tomorrow. I'm really excited um, to which is weird that I was about to say that, but I am excited to return back to work. Um, this is my last week before the end of the contract. Um, this is my last week before my end of the, of, of my contract and I'll be home. So I'm excited about that. Christmas is this week. Merry Christmas to all of you. I hope you guys enjoy, um, your time with your family. Oh, a comment. Okay. 
Nikita says, I fully agree with you. Yeah, she told him what she wanted and they were picking up trash when he did, but his heart was in the right place. Could have been something they looked back on and laughed in the future. And you know what? <coughs> I really agree with you because we underestimate the beauty of something that you can laugh, look back and laugh at together. Honestly and truly, like those, those like cutesy wootsy moments are cool, but something that you and your, your boo can laugh at really does hold a lot of weight moving forward, right? And not laugh at, like, obviously not to laugh at and be like, oh, remember that time you, you gave me a terrible proposal? But, like, to be like, man, do you, did you see the trash? And he'd be like, man, I don't know. I was so nervous that I didn't even notice or whatever. So I, I to <gasps> excuse me, I totally agree with you, Nakia. Um, they could have really, that could have been a moment. Like, there is more to a moment than the perfection of it, quote unquote, right? So, yes, thank you. But yeah, I hope everybody has an amazing Christmas. I hope you enjoy your family. And um, man, I don't even have a sign off today. Like, be well. Be well, everybody. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body because it's the only thing that you have left. That's all for today. Grab your stuff. Let's go. <laughs>